Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, healers. It's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started with our podcast. And the platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user-friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free. So hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So it really is such a user-friendly platform. And The coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes too. And the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real-life experiences we all go through, while giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery. Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone and we're all in this together. Hi, healers. Allison here. So I want to talk to you all a little bit about one of our new sponsors, BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. Let's face it, there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling. And especially if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I love this online platform. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling service done securely online and is available worldwide. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in all different areas of mental health. BetterHelp makes it so easy to log onto your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you would like. As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs, especially the very first time. So BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches. And if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there's absolutely no charge to change counselors if you ever need to. How amazing is that? And if you find that you're struggling financially, they also have financial aid available. So we have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. Just visit betterhelp.com slash the anxiety chicks. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash the anxiety chicks and join over 500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an experienced counselor today. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to episode four of the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I am Allison Sepinera. And I'm Taylor. And we are here for episode four, and I'm so excited that we're back. I'm sorry, we're a couple days late for y'all that were hoping to see it on Wednesday, but we're here. 
And we're so excited today because we have a new segment that we're going to do every couple episodes. Uh, we're going to do a Q&A question and answer uh segment. It's going to be really exciting. We have some good questions that people um, submitted through our Instagram. So I'm pumped about that. Um, and then I also just want to say thank you again to everybody who subscribed and commented and just left such great reviews for us because I'm so glad to see that everybody is resonating with the podcast and is relating to us. I think someone the, the one review I saw that I was so, it almost like made me cry. I felt so great was that someone said that they feel like they're listening to their best friends. Oh, that's awesome. And I've actually heard, had so many people message me like, I wish we were friends in real life. And I'm like, me too. <laughs> I know. It was so great to see that. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I was hoping out of this, that people would be able to relate to us and, and, um, and just love it. So Thank you guys for that. Um, so how was your week, Taylor? My week, I would say, was good. So going back to like why our episode was late is because I got away for like two days. Nothing big, just in Texas, got away. Um, I posted all about it on my Instagram, but it was so, so needed. Like I didn't realize how needed it was until I, my fiance was like, we're going like for like two months. He was like, let's just go do something. Like we don't have to stay at a hotel. We don't have to stay like, like just an Airbnb. We can sanitize everything down. We don't have to go do any activities. Like, cause you know, I, I literally have not left my house since March. Yep. So I was, I was so happy when you told me you were doing that. Yeah. Like so I didn't even realize how much I needed it. Like every time he kept saying, first of all, he had some very extreme ideas, like getting on a plane where I was like, no, no, thank <laughs> you. His sister, his sister just got, um, settled in at Pepperdine university. Oh, okay. And so, yeah. So cool. they were, his whole family was out in Malibu and he was like, tickets are like $48. Like, let's just go. And I'm like, do you know me? I can't even believe you're asking me this. Um, and I mean, travel anxiety is something we should probably do an episode on because I definitely still, that's something that I still have to work through and I am working through. And if you do follow me on Instagram, I have talked about the few trips I've done and I like talk to my followers about it as it's happening. Like, I'm like, okay, going to the airport right now. Like, and I explain how I'm feeling and just like, I don't know. It's, it's such a control thing. Cause like, yes. I think if I was flying the plane, I'd be okay, but <laughs> oh I don't gosh. get that often. <laughs> That's what I say all the time too. Yeah. I've, I've travel anxiety. We have to, we have to, um, have an episode on because oh, yeah. I, um, it is, it is flying for me for sure. That's like the number one, but also cars are a thing for me because if I, I get really nauseous when I'm in not driving. Oh yes. So I've had a lot of me too. My fiance does not get it. Like he likes, he's like, he loves driving and just like speedy cars and like taking turns super quick. And I'm like staring at the horizon. Like I know don't throw up, don't throw up, don't throw up. <laughs> I know it's like, Oh my gosh. But, um, I'm so glad you were able to at least get away because I'm telling you guys, if you're listening to this and I don't, you know, everyone's, everyone, where everyone is, is just so different as far as the regulations go. But even if there's a place that you can go, that's not your home, that is somewhere for like a day, even trip or something, please try and just get out if you can with your masks on and take the proper precautions because it's important for our mental health and our physical health. So it didn't help you, you guys. Yeah. Let, let me tell you guys, I am so stubborn in the fact that when he kept saying like, let's do something, I'm like, it's a pandemic. Like we can't be doing anything right now. And like, granted, we went to Austin, which is like two and a half hours away, went by car. And once I got there and like we started doing things, I didn't realize how much I needed it until then. Like I didn't want to go. I was just like, this is a bother to me. I'm doing this for him. Like, I don't need to go anywhere. I'm fine. Even though I was in like the most creative funk, I didn't like, yeah. I just woke up every day doing the same thing. Like I didn't realize how much I needed to get out of that. And when I was driving back, I remember I was texting you and I was just like, August is going to be a good month. Like I can just, yes. I feel refreshed. I feel 
because July was rough. July was really rough. Um, and that's okay. Like it's okay to have those ebbs and flows in life. Like don't follow the people on Instagram who every single day show a perfect life because that's not real life. Like right. exactly. No one's life's perfect. And that's what life is, ebbs and flows. Um yeah. I think that's kind of how I explain anxiety to people too. It's ebbs and flows. Um, I'll tap into that in one of my questions later on this episode. But when you think of our anxiety and we struggle so much in different, like one day can look completely different from the next. So feeling like we're at, you know, having such a great day and then the next day we're having a panic attack. And it just, I think that uncertainty is what really contributes to a lot of the intrusive thoughts, at least that I have as far as, well, what's my anxiety going to be like today? And the uncertainty of it is like what creates even more anxiety sometimes. I don't know if that happens to you, but I just feel like I, I don't know. Sometimes I want to wake up and I wake up and I want to say, oh, it's going to be great today. All this stuff, you know, I'm feeling good. I got a good night's sleep. That also contributes to it too for me. Like if I don't get a good night's sleep, I know I'm just going to be a little off. But if I have a good night's sleep and I, you know, and then something happens, right? Life happens and sometimes curveballs are thrown at you. Um, so it's, I haven't. I haven't been like that in a couple years now. So I've actually, that's one thing I have worked through is good. realizing that I can wake up and set the mood and I have that control. I've had to really teach myself that because I used to be the type that would like wake up, stub my toe and that stubbing my toe would lead into the rest of my day. Totally. It would be like I stubbed my toe and then I spilled my coffee and then the dogs were barking and oh, wow, it's just a horrible day. Today is horrible. And the mood would carry. I yeah. can like just feed on the mood. So if I wake up, I stub my toe and I say, you know, it's okay. I stub my toe. Ow, that hurt. But today is still going to be a great day. Even though I feel this way, it can still be a good day. I love that. You should make that into a shirt. <laughs> it rhymes. And wear it every day. <laughs> Um, you know what? I actually have, have worked pretty well on that too when it comes to my sleep, because like I said before, my sleep is a huge trigger for me. If I don't have, you know, in my mind for some reason, eight hours in my mind is this like magic number that if I don't have it, I'm gonna, you know, implode or something. I don't know, but I have definitely learned over the last couple of years that, uh, and I definitely don't get eight hours sleep even two or three times a week, but that I, I can still function and actually do okay and survive my day with having, right. you know, my moods might be a little bit irritable, but I, it's okay. I, I'm not gonna, you know, n not everything's going to be ruined just because I didn't get that good night's sleep. So, um, I didn't tell you something. Yeah. That is pretty big. Speaking of sleep. So I, you know, with all this time on my hands, that's a joke. Um, <laughs> a mom, <laughs> a mom reached out to me and you know everything going on with kids right now. Like yes. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, where I live, every single kid is virtual for the first three weeks. Okay. No matter what. And and that just breaks my heart because all these moms, and I'm sure there's a lot of moms listening right now. Um, what if you're a working mom and you're teaching these – you're having it, – it's just – it's a mess. So this mom reached out to me. She has two twins. Um, they're actually my flower girls. And – they are starting kindergarten and she was like, Taylor, I need you. And I was like, okay. And she was like, can you give me any of your time to be their teacher? And you know, me just like having that heart of like, I can't see these poor kids not have fun. Yeah. Their first year of real school, you oh, yeah. know? Yeah. So I'm a teacher. <gasps> So you're going to do it. That's awesome. I started yesterday. Oh my gosh. With all my free time. I love, I know you're, you're crazy girl. You are, I know, I know. You know what though? You, you're, you actually but would you be know such what? a good teacher. Heart of gold, right? I'm, I am helping the next generation and that matters so much to me because it was funny yesterday we were eating. So the mom is so cute. She set up the kitchen like a cafeteria like she had uh, options, like they got these trays and they got to walk down and pick their veggie and pick their fruit. And so they kept saying like healthy versus not healthy. And it just sent like oh. shivers down my spine because I'm like, okay, 
this is the moment that I could change a life. And so we sat down and we talked about how our veggies and our fruit, those are always foods, but our dessert, it's not, not healthy. It's just a sometimes food. Yeah. And so like the girls, she, uh, the mom sent me a video of them eating dinner last night and the girls were like, we're eating our always foods. And then later we'll get a sometimes. And it was just so cute because it's like this whole healthy versus not healthy thing. You know, it can, the wrong kid, it can lead to a bad mental health state and relationship with food. Totally taps into last episode. We were talking about perfectionism and, and how our mindset with food and how that contributes sometimes with, um, you know, what we hear when we're younger from our parents or what we see on the TV, what we Oh you yeah, know, overhear things and but that's awesome. Look at you being a dietitian and a teacher at the same time. You're amazing oh. for the future generations. <laughs> yeah. But I will say also for all the moms listening with kids and I'm in the Philadelphia area and we every single district is in charge of creating whatever their yeah. plan is and it has been so hard. I've so many friends that are teachers and it has just been like Everyone just wants an answer from someone yes. that is like a leader. And even I'm, I'm even talking about like the administration. Like I feel like I feel bad for the administration too because they just want a leader saying this is what you should do. Because I, I, I'm almost thinking like if we got if we got um, directives from the state level of what right. every school should just do, there wouldn't be – there was so much just – fighting. I'm shaking my head so hard right now, guys, because I agree. So it's sad. There were just, there, there was so much animosity between different schools and different administrators and teachers and just so many negative things that I feel so bad for anyone that has to go through those decisions. And yeah, and parents that have to work. And what if like they're a teacher and they have kids or what if, you know, they're, you know, all the what ifs that obviously are going through my mind um, that create the anxiety, but I, you know, I feel for anyone listening that has this and I really just, you know, it's almost like one day at a time. You just, yeah. you, you do what you can keep your, yourself and your kids safe and, um, you know, try the best you can, but that's all your you kids can will be do. okay. Yeah, I promise. Exactly. They will be okay. I, and I know if you're a mom listening to this with just a lot of anxiety, like I know you have all these fears of like, I don't want them to be behind and this and that, but just remember all kids are in this right now and we're all in this together and every, no one has the right answer right now. So all you can do is your best. And that is all you can do and know that you're a super mom, literally. And yes. And also one thing that I think we've tapped on in previous episodes was how hard it is sometimes to not be a people pleaser. You know, when you have anxiety, you want to just please people and it makes it very hard to ask for help sometimes but I'm telling you, give yourself permission to ask help. Yes. Whatever support system you have, like that, that friend of yours asked mm-hmm. you to teach her kids. I'm you just think about who is in your life right now that you feel like could give a little bit extra time and just do not, do not feel bad for just asking for some help. Right. And totally with um, what we're about to go into with your story this past week, um, judgment. Uh, So if there's any moms out there who maybe have friends who believe like we should go back to school and then other friends that are like, we shouldn't. And you're a people pleaser and you feel so torn because you're like, I don't want to upset my friend with my views. You stick to your views. And what you do with you with your family and your kids is your decision and no one else's. And that was another thing that that mom I'm uh, being a teacher for. She struggled a lot with a few of her friends like sign this petition, get the school started right away. And she just didn't feel in her heart it was right. And she was feeling so much stress from that. And so judgment's hard, but you have to do what feels right for you. Yeah. And I mean, I can under I, I totally understand how just overwhelming it must be for parents with their kids having virtual because so much of school is not just about academics. It's about social and emotional learning. Right. I mean, there's so many different different reasons why going to an environment that is like a school environment is so healthy for children. And so unfortunately, it's just we have to get through these times right now. And 
trying to create an environment in the home like your your mom friend is doing is just so creative. It's almost like we have to start being creative. The moms start have to be start being creative in a way that maybe you know, hadn't have to in, in a while. And also, you know, there's a lot of parents that aren't teachers. So it's right. really going to be hard. Um, anyway, so we see you guys out there, dads and moms, and and we really are sending our love and hope that, you know, everything works out. Um, but yeah, like, so as you were saying about the judgment piece, I'll get into that really quick because um, I want to tell you guys my experience the other day, and it was very much related to my limiting belief about myself as far as wanting to really have people like me and feeling like when someone's mean to me or says something mean that I am shamed, I did something wrong, I broke a rule, that must mean I'm a bad person. So, and I, I mean, I'm thinking that most people listening, if you struggle with anxiety, you have this sort of like fear of breaking a rule. <laughs> I know I do. I just like, I'm, Oh yes. I am a rule follower. Um, and I think that goes back so much, like I said, to just me wanting to not have people mad at me to please people. And I, I think I don't want to, you know, I don't want people to be mad. So I'll just be quick with the story. But so I was walking my dog outside um, last night or the night before and she pooped and I pick up the poop every time. And and there are some um, houses where I'm at where they have, you know, the little dog symbol yeah. stands and their grass that it says no, and you don't want the dog on there. I totally get it. And and landscaping, you know, a lot of the urine can ruin the landscaping. So I always bring the dog to either the rock area or an area where I know it's not in front of a house. So I definitely follow that rule. And <laughs> I picked up the poop and put it in the bag and it was trash day today. And so there were a lot of trash cans that were out on the street. And I literally walked past one that was out there and I threw the bag in the trash can that was for the trash, definitely not recycles. And it was just being picked up in like eight hours. So I thought that was okay. So then this woman leans over and she's like, hi, can you just like not do that again? Just not put your trash in my, in my trash can, please. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I, you know, I literally, my first reaction was totally, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I'm sorry. I figured since the trash is coming in a couple hours, it was okay. She's like, yeah, no, the seagulls come sometimes and they can just get into it and it has to be in a different bag. I go, oh, well, it's in a bag. I didn't, you know, get the poop with my hand and put it in. Um, and she's like, oh, well, you can put it in the actual trash bag next time then if you want. I was like, okay, I will. Thank you. I was actually, listen, I have been going in back in my mind. So before we get into my reaction to that, I've been literally thinking about this since yesterday because to myself, I'm like, I should have just gone back in her trash can and grabbed the poop bag and taken it out. I should have literally, or I should have gone back and actually taken it and been like, oh, sure. And put it in her trash bag. Just, but that would have been like, despite her, because I was just so annoyed. And wait, what do you mean? Like take, like you should have taken it back out. Like I should have gone into her trash can and taken the poop bag back out and just thrown it out somewhere else. Or- she had so she had actual trash bags that were filled with trash in the trash can. She she basically said I sh I can put the poop bag in her trash bags, but not as an as a little poop bag without it being in a trash bag. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So anyway, regardless, sorry, we digress if you've I've lost you. But anyway, <laughs> um so part of me was really annoyed initially because in my mind I'm thinking it's a trash can. I'm sorry, I can't throw trash in a trash can. Why can't I do that? I don't understand. And it's it's literally has a top on it. I mean, it's not like any you can't no one can get into this trash can. Yeah. It's like covered and it's locked, whatever. Not locked, but you know. Um so I'm just walking down the street and I'm just thinking this I, I was just annoyed. I was just annoyed. And I think more of me was annoyed because I did something wrong. I wasn't annoyed at her. Right. I wasn't even really annoyed at her. I was like, it's her prerogative. It's her trash can. I you were started, upset because you messed yes, up. I started And then the like, self-punishment. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. I was like ashamed that I did it. 
I felt really bad because I touched someone else's property. It basically was her trash. So I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe she's kind of right because I touched her property. But still, like, I know I wouldn't have responded that way if someone was throwing trash in my... Oh, right? absolutely not. Wouldn't I, have said a word. No. I was like, I would be like, oh, yeah, use the trash can. It's a trash can. Like, I don't care. But all of the self-doubt, all of the self-judgment, like... yeah just started filtering in. My heart started racing. I was just, you know, I started like breathing heavy and I went right on my Instagram stories and told all of you guys, if if you watched my Instagram stories, I went on and I did a poll because I wanted to see if maybe I did do something wrong. I was thinking I should have, you know, maybe I was an idiot. And then I started thinking also I'm an idiot because I did something wrong. So I don't know if this resonates with anyone else, but when I feel like I break a rule, I feel like I'm such an idiot. I'm so stupid. Like, why did I do that? And then all of these just like horrible things I say about myself. So I went on and I did a poll and most of you guys said that it's totally okay to throw it in the trash. I think it was like 70% to 30%. Um, But then I got a DM from a healer who totally put it in perspective and maybe think, oh yeah, you're right. Like this is probably, this is like could go either way. So she basically said that there's some towns like where she lives in, you actually have separate trash cans for certain things, not just recyclables, like, like for actual dog poop, they have separate trash cans for that. And there's like a fine or something if they don't have it in certain trash cans. I don't know. I know it's not like that oh, where they, I live. They check the backs? But they – yeah, like they literally have separate and they get fined or something. And so I don't think that's how it is here, but it's still put it in perspective that there's maybe different rules. Different. The fact is I'm just going to not touch other people's property. <laughs> You know what, though? Can I ask you a question? Were you the type of student in school that like, if someone forgot to do their homework or needed help with a problem, like you would show them your work or you would be like, you would lend the helping hand always because I know I was like that. And it, I would kind of get upset when you would see those people who, because our hearts are so open to helping. And so you see it as if someone needed to throw that poop away, like, Yes, here, let me open the trash can for you. Like, yes. I will help you. Yes, totally. Like, I, I don't want like, you to have to carry that in your hand totally. and then your hands smell and it gets warm. I know those bags. 100%. It's gross. But do you want to know what else I realized? That not every single person has a dog or has ever had a dog. Ah, yep. So I guarantee you that if that family actually had a dog or ever, maybe that woman, I don't know, they probably would not have cared. And I'm not saying that people without a dog are like insensitive. I'm not that at all because I didn't have a dog for a long time and I still would have been okay with having someone throw poop in my back, in my trash. But I think it's harder to kind of understand that like, oh yeah, you know, you think of, of poop in a bag when you don't have a dog and it kind of, it is gross, you know? So I kind of get where she's coming from because maybe they didn't have that. You know, I don't know, but I'm still trying to give her the benefit of the doubt because I think... I don't know. It's not about right and wrong anymore. It's almost like it is her property. And I think I can just hold it for a couple blocks and then throw it away when, where I'm going to, you know what I mean? But just that initial reaction in myself of being like, oh my God, I did something wrong. I'm horrible. I'm stupid. I hope I don't get in trouble. Oh my God. I know. You know what I mean? No, you know what? And something that might seem like if you're listening to this, I'm sure a lot of people resonate. This seems so small. Like if I told my fiance about this, he'd be like, why are you so worked up? Like, it, what, what do you mean? Like, she's upset, but she's right. gone. You don't know right. her. <laughs> and I'm like, no, this is going to sit with me for three days. So like, it just really set me back. Totally. Like I, something that small, it will replay over and over totally. in my head. Like, and, and analyzing, well, maybe I should have, or I should have done this. Or I should have done that. I, I totally feel you. Like you have all the right to make this as big of a deal. And I saw you like, even like downplay how you were feeling. You're like, I know there's bigger things in the world, but you know what? That was big to you in that moment. And that's okay. You're right. You're right. But I do like, I do, I think that's part of my coping skills with those situations is that it actually helps me to remind it, to remind myself that what's happening in the world, like that really isn't 
the biggest deal because there are so many other things going on where it, for me, it actually helps my anxiety to remind myself of the things I'm grateful for and what's really happening in the bigger picture. And so in that moment, I can actually kind of bring myself back into the reality of it, you know? And I don't know if that helps other people, but so it's so funny too, because I was walking my dog this morning and I was going down sort of the same area and I swear I saw the woman and I like crossed (laughs) the street. I thought it was her and I heard a voice and I crossed the street really quick because I had the dog. I had Izzy with me. I'm like, oh my God, she's going to yell at me again. I can't see her ever again for the rest of my life. (laughs) I know. I I feel like I'm not going down that street ever again. Ever again. Never passing that house again. Oh my God. They hate me. It was funny. And anyway, that self, that just self-criticism, it's like working on it. So that's just, that's such a good example though of like ebbs and flows of life and anxiety. I mean- I was feeling really awesome at eight o'clock last night. And I actually was like, I can't wait to go out for a walk because it's beautiful here now. And I had a great day. My stomach has been feeling good. We're going to have a gut health episode soon. But if you guys follow me on Instagram, um, then you might know this. If not, I do struggle with like irritable bowel syndrome, which is totally connected to my anxiety. So my stomach issues are a thing for me every day. Um, But I was feeling so good. And then that happened. (laughs) Oh, like, right. There we go. Anyway, so why don't we get into? Is there anything else you wanted to share? Or we can get into our Q and A. I think the people are ready for the questions. Ready for the Q and A. All right. Ready for the Q and A. Okay. So can I can I do mine first? Do you mind? Yeah. Do okay. it. Okay. Um, we got so many awesome responses from you guys on Instagram, and I put them on my story. So when we do Q and As. They will be on Taylor and I's stories and we'll put in the question box, you know, like what you what you guys want to ask us. So we are going to pick pick questions kind of at random, um, maybe if they pertain to the topic at hand, but we will try and get to as many as we can. Um, so one that I got that uh, I thought would be kind of relatable to everybody, which is why I want to answer it is, what are some daily activities I can work into my routine to lower my anxiety? So... I love this because I think incorporating different actions into your daily life is really what's going to help manage your anxiety like consistently. consistently. So it's not just like, hey, I'm going to do this, you know, I'm going to meditate tomorrow and then I'm going to be cured. It's going to be great. Like that's not how it works. So you really want to create You'll feel disappointed. Totally. So you want to create like daily habits. So that's why I loved this question. Okay. So the first one I would say is, which I love is you want to at least every single day, try and move your body. You don't need to be like doing three hour cardio sessions. You don't need to be doing, you know, these hot yoga classes. That's why I say move your body instead of exercise. I like to say move your body because I think exercise sounds too um, like, you have to like be working on losing calories. You know, it's not about that. Um, yeah. So I guess move your body is more mental and physical and exercise is like just for your physical. So move your body. So I would say if you can also get outside, even, I mean, if it's freezing, obviously, you know, that's not, that's not possible. If it's like super, super hot, that's not healthy either. But if it's like a good temperature, go outside, get fresh air, wear your mask if you have to um, for a little bit. Remember if you, I mean, I don't know, I guess it varies where you are, but like if you can take off your mask when you're not around people at all outside and just breathe in some air, it can be really healthy, but try and walk, get out in nature, move your body and walk. If you have to stay inside, I'm going to talk about some other things you can do in the house to move your body. Um, so I'll get into one, one of my next things is a yoga class. So this isn't necessarily something daily that you have to do, but like there are some amazing yoga videos on YouTube that I use that have five to 10 minute yogas. Like you can do five to 10 minutes every day. One that I love is Boho Beautiful um, on YouTube. It is probably my favorite. That's the number one that I love. She is 
um, she goes to all these, her and her boyfriend go to all of these different amazing places in the world, like Cambodia and Costa Rica. And so visually for me, I love it because I'm a very visual person. And so she does all different types of yoga, um, yoga videos. So check out Boho Beautiful. There's also yoga with Adrian. She has like almost 808 million subscribers or something. So she's amazing. She actually has a yoga for anxiety video specifically for anxiety. So I love it. So yoga is perfect. Do you have you ever done yoga? I'll get into my, you do my, yeah, you keep going. Okay. 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 Um, I'm curious. Okay. So yoga is good. Um, meditation again, meditation is not for everybody. Uh, it's very hard to get into for a lot of people. I don't want you to get, I mean, I talked about meditation a little bit on the other episode, so I'm not going to get too much into it, but I've mentioned that Insight Timer is one of my favorites because it has very short guided ones, which I think is perfect to start with, two to five minutes every day. You can type in the search engine the type of intention you have or what you're struggling with at the moment. So like sometimes I'll do um, meditation for IBS. They actually have one, (laughs) meditation for like IBS or meditation for chronic pain, something like that. So I love that. Um, Also... Another thing I would suggest is to try and reduce your your caffeine intake. So if you can actually stop drinking caffeine altogether, and you probably know this as a dietitian, I would like love for you to piggyback on this after because um, caffeine is a stimulant and it is it can literally make your heart race and um I honestly haven't drank caffeine in probably over 10 years. I had, I think I had a panic, panic attack. I want to call it that because it was really, really scary when I drank a Starbucks coffee for the first time in like five years and I haven't had caffeine since. It was really, really scary. But Starbucks coffee is really strong, which I didn't realize. So I think that, that hurt me too. But I was trying to stay away from caffeine, people. Okay. I know that can be hard for moms and dads, but, um, and people that are tired, but I do drink tea sometimes. I will say I, I love tea, decaffeinated tea, um, because there's still some teas that have caffeine. And then journaling is another one I love. And also when in doubt, try and reach out to a support system. And when I say support system, I mean, um, people that you like feel safe with people that aren't going to have anxious energy around you people that are going to be calming, people that are going to understand the anxiety, that aren't going to judge you for it, that aren't going to be like, oh my gosh, calm down. Cause that's the best thing to say with someone with anxiety. Hey, calm down. Okay. Um, anyway, so I've been talking for a while. Sorry. So those no, are no, my, you're doing great. Those are my, I would say tips for your daily anxiety healing. I love hearing your perspective. And I, and I think this is such a beautiful part of like healing is so individualized. And I did a whole IGTV on this where like, I remember the beginning of my healing journey. I was like trying to go to yoga and trying to do meditation or what I thought was meditation and all these things. And just throwing my hands in the air, like I will never get better. This is never going to be, I'm never going to be normal. Like I went through all of these like thoughts of like, all these people get better from yoga and meditation and and nothing, and I and I seem like my brain gets worse during it. Like yes. you know, like I uh-huh. had all of these. But meditation doesn't have to be what people think it is. Meditation can literally be sitting outside and just like letting the sun hit your face and thinking about everything or thinking about nothing. But it's just a time like we're in such a world of technology. Like just maybe shutting off your devices that can be meditation. Yes, being yes. alone with yourself like that's meditation. Love it. There's 100%. there's just meditation isn't sitting on the floor going um no. like that. No, exactly. <laughs> that's I think that's the misconception, which is why you know all of the a lot of the clients I work with in private private practice. I it's a lot of education. It's a lot of yes. helping helping educate about how individualized it is and how 
which is, I think, why I love Insight Timer because it seriously has every single type of, and it's not, and personally, I don't, I don't love them at a lot of people do, but I don't love ones that are just quiet with music. I need someone that's coaching me in the back of my mind, telling me to redirect my thoughts into the present moment. Like I, yeah. I need that person to tell me and remind me that, oh yeah, my thoughts, my mind just wandered. I need to bring it back. And essentially that's why research has shown how helpful it is for anxiety because all of so much of our anxious thoughts are having to do with the past or the future. And if yeah. we're actually thinking about the moment that we're in, we're safe. Yeah. And, and your healing t- to anxiety, it, it's not linear. Like it's not, it's yeah. not linear right. and it's not going to be something that someone else did, but you have to give everything you try at least two weeks of consistency. You cannot try something. And I even say a month, but if you cannot, cannot, cannot make it to a month, two weeks and you're not allowed to give up until those two weeks are over because you cannot expect change overnight. And that's what I did for so long is like, I would try something. I would journal for a day and then be like, Oh, journaling doesn't work for me. And then I would do something else. Or I would start like 10 different healing things at one time. Oh my gosh. I'm just going to go all in. It's kind of like the people who like crash diet. Like I'm just going to do it all. And then I'd be like, okay, one, I don't know what helped me. And then two, I am so stressed out from having to do all these things. And then you start being like, well, I can't, I can't focus on healing because I have school and work and this it's yeah, because you're trying to do 10 things at one time. And so I always tell people to like make a whole list of things that like could help them. And then going through the list, pick two or three and you do those two or three for two weeks. Yes. And reevaluate at the end of the two weeks. Go back to that list and find two or three more. Yeah. Or hey, your first two or three could have been the ones. But I'm so happy you brought up this question because I actually so I'm a hoarder of planners because I can never find a planner or a journal or something that is so good for like my mental health and it has all my stuff. So this is actually my first time talking about it, but I'm releasing one <gasps> at the end of this month yes. and it is like, That's let me tell amazing. y'all, it is a day planner, a week planner, your journal. You can take it to therapy with you. It is just all oh God, the I things in one. There, and so that's awesome. I wasn't going to awesome. like talk about it until I had it like printed what? out in my hands, but. Oh, uh, come on. Are you kidding me? I just, I just feel like we, I feel like there's like nothing out there that is so focused. I mean, there's even a section where you can write your daily symptoms. And then at the end of the week, go back and look at that month or that week and be like, wow, look, I had this headache every day and I'm still here. And even like evaluating your headache, like, okay, it was a scale five on Monday and it's still a scale five. Like I'm going to be okay. And that was one of the things that helped me the most. Like you were saying, what, what helped me? And for me, it was a lot of journaling. And so, and just going back and rereading my panic attacks and yeah. So caffeine. I love yes, that. You are- well, I am so excited. I can't wait to get one. I oh, I'll that. send you one. Yeah. I'll send yes. you one. Are you kidding and, me? Um- it's going to be amazing. <laughs> and I think oh, yeah. that's it's like, I, I honestly, I, I agree with you about the journaling though, because, and with planners or whatever, because I, I'm not like a, pl- I don't like the pretty planners. I just can't, I've never yes. been able to do that, but I think that I have looked for a plant, a journal. Yeah that is so specific to like symptoms that isn't necessarily a workbook, just something that you can process how you're feeling and your symptoms of anxiety and, and your trigger and just like, and just let things out. I just, I haven't found one. So I am. No. And you, and you take it to therapy with you and you go like you're, you can even like hand it to your therapist if you have like that kind of trust and she can look at each day and it would help her or him to see like, okay, let's talk about this headache that you're so focused on that you're fearing is something else. Okay. Let's look at this last month. Wow. 20 out of 30 days you had this headache. I love it. And you're still here and you're yeah. doing okay. Like it's it's just it's it's going to be great. But Yay. caffeine. Okay, yeah, let's talk about caffeine now. 10 years? Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay, sorry. Maybe 7. Exaggerated. Like, no, like you drink no coffee. Um, oh my gosh, no. Well, wait. Listen. Every now and then I'll have a decaf okay. from Wawa. I don't know if you know what Wawa is. It's like uh-uh. this amazing like coffee store chain in the Northeast kind of, um, they, their, their 
coffee is very, very weak. And I'll put in mostly decaf. And then I love hazelnut. Like I do love the taste of coffee. So I'll put like maybe an ounce of, of hazelnut just to get the flavor, but literally twice a year, maybe. Wow. And that's so awesome though. Yeah. And then I'll drink right. some tea that has caffeine, but tea, the tea I drink that has caffeine, I'll always know exactly how much is in it. And it's maybe like not a lot of caffeine at all. Yeah. I, yeah. when I first got panic attacks, I, um, yeah, I completely stopped drinking coffee, but I actually, during my, let's see, after my master's, maybe I slowly started introducing it to myself. So what I was, if like, you really, really need caffeine or like coffee or like say you love it and you feel like sad that like anxiety has stole it from you one you could do decaf like allison or two i would make myself a cup of coffee and you know what i would drink like a little bit one day and then the next day maybe a little bit more and i found like a a dose that was like a dose (laughs) i found a like a tolerance for me that didn't make me feel like Starbucks does. Like okay. Starbucks, by the way, do you know that there's 300 milligrams of caffeine in a coffee? Okay. So see, I did not know. I did not know that. That's like, <laughs> so I don't maybe, know. Yeah. So yeah. maybe if like okay. you had a cup of normal at-home coffee, right. I mean, if you don't need it, then don't. Decaf all the way. Caffeine or, or oh, the I thing see. about coffee that is good for us for us is it's full of a ton of good antioxidants because it is such a, it is a bean from the ground. And I, I do recommend decaf if you can't handle caffeine, but. Yeah, Cause I know there's still a like, little bit of caffeine in the decaf, right? But, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's still a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I also read, and maybe you can, maybe you can um, tell me if this is true or not, but I heard that it's actually not good for my inflammation for my stomach. Yes, that can be true. If you feel if you feel like when you drink, it's okay. The thing about food and drinks with IBS, as you know, this there is no uh, what when you go to a doctor, they don't have just like avoid this, this, and this. Right. It is so right. individualized, yeah. <laughs> kind of just like anxiety. It's one of those things where it's like a doctor can't be like stop drinking coffee and your stomach will feel right. better. But right. it's like a trial and error. So if you feel like when you drink coffee, your IBS is triggered, do not drink it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't. And I actually got used to quite quickly not having, not having caffeine. I think it's cause I never really drank it a lot. And to begin with, I think if yeah. you're, you know, if you are, I mean, you can be dependent on it. And if you really do drink a lot of it every day, I think it's going to be a lot harder to get off of it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I hate when people with like, who get anxiety feel like things are taken from them. You know, like know. if coffee is something in your family, that's huge. And like, you all drink it and love it or like your grandpa did and you feel like, oh, I don't want this taken from me. Like just take it slow or like start with decaf, half decaf, half normal. You know, like I know some people have messaged me and been like, but I love coffee. And I'm like, I think it's like anything else, right? If you're dependent on something, right, that's never really healthy. If you're dependent on it to yes, shift something yes. in your life. If you're dependent on a person, if you're dependent on coffee, if you're dependent on something else to create some change in your life, that's not yes. really healthy at all. So the, the dependency yeah. I think is the is the part. So yes, in in uh what do they say in, in um oh my gosh, brain fart. Moderation. <laughs> in moderation, right? Yes, in moderation. moderation. Why not? Good. Thank you though for that. If you're waking because- up in the morning, yeah. If you're waking up in the morning and you're like, I need my coffee, or like if you don't have your coffee, you feel like a crash or something, checking in with your adrenal glands is so important at that point because you could be draining them. Oh, good. Okay. And so like if you're craving coffee or having crashes in the middle of the day, check in with yourself. Like don't keep – like I would say trying to go for the caffeine every time you feel those crashes is masking what could be going on. Like maybe you're not sleeping enough and you think, oh, I can only sleep. I can sleep four hours. That'll be fine because I'll have my coffee at three. But it's like, you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for your input, girlfriend. Um, That was fun. Yeah. Do you want to get to, what's your question? Curious. Oh, yeah. Where is my question? (laughs) It went away. I, you did tell me in the beginning oh, of the episode go. and I forgot. Okay. 
Anxiety symptoms are new to me. It's so overwhelming and feels awful. Will this be over? So a lot of people will message me, and I know you probably get this too, is like, how do I get rid of the heart palpitations? How do I get rid of the headaches? How do I get rid of um, feeling off balance? And you can't focus on getting rid of the symptoms. You have to focus on what is causing the symptoms. So I always tell people, and I know you do too, you post disclaimers all the time, always get checked out first. But when you get diagnosed with anxiety and you're having symptoms, go to your doctor and if they check you out and they say you may leave, I talk about this on my page a lot, a doctor will not let you leave the building if you're about to, if something's about to happen to you or if something bad is going on inside of you. Trust me, they have worked too hard yeah. for their medical degree to be like listening to your heart and they feel something's wrong and being like, oh, no, you can leave. Like, tr- like so trust true. me, guys. Yeah. A, yeah. a doctor sat me down about that once. He was like, I would not let you leave my office if something I felt was truly wrong with you. Like, you are okay. You don't need any more testing. So when you get told that and you're like, okay, so nothing is physically wrong with me. Okay. It must, you know, I right. do have a diagnosis of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Now, my anxiety is probably causing my symptoms if I've been diagnosed with it and been told by my doctors. So now it's like, I can't focus on the aftermath of my anxiety, which is the symptoms. I need to focus on lowering my symptoms. I mean, uh, lowering my anxiety. Right. I'm sure you get the, do you get those messages? Yeah, no, all the time. And I think there's, I think it's important to recognize the difference between like a panic attack and just having generalized anxiety when you're having some physical symptoms. Because in the moment when you're having a panic attack, like we've talked about before, I mean, those physical symptoms are very real and they can feel very, you can have heart palpitations, right? Um, Shortness of breath. I mean, you can really, your body can really be physically in pain and reacting to that. So in those moments, it's really hard to know when you're at like a level 10. So I always give my clients a rating scale, right? I always try and rate them every session to see how they were and and different experiences. And I always start with one because it can never be zero because we need some worry, right? Worry is an emotion that we have. It's not going to ever go away. Everyone experiences worry. So it's never zero. We can't take thoughts out of our brain. It's going to start at one, which is like the best you've ever felt and the calmest and just the best you've ever felt. And then 10 is basically like being rushed to the ER with panic. Yeah. So if you feel like you, I mean, this is not like scientific. I didn't do like a dissertation on this, but it's really helped. It's really helped a lot of my clients recognize and become aware of their own when they're, when they're actually becoming triggered. Because I would say if you're sort of at like a five, you're at a four or five, you know that, that you're starting to get to a point where you're feeling some physical symptoms. You're feeling a little bit more out of control and you don't, maybe you're having some derealization or depersonalization. You're kind of it's hard for, you're getting, getting out of that reality of what's happening and it's starting to get scarier. And so at that moment is probably when your physical symptoms are going to start to heighten. When you get yeah. to six, seven, eight, nine, forget it. Like it's going to be so much harder to come out of those physical symptoms when you're at six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, than it would be when you start using any interventions or coping skills you had at like a four. Or a five. Right. So being so aware of your, of certain events and situations that can, can trigger certain anxious thoughts and, and symptoms is going to be one of the most important things is to recognize like what in those moments, what's going on with your thoughts and with your body. And many times we think that our, when our, when we have a panic attack, I mean, if I had a dollar for every single time someone was like, Oh my God, it came out of nowhere. I don't know why it happened. It literally just right. came out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. No, it just happens all the time. It comes out of nowhere. And then of course, if they if they're in my practice, we work through what's really happening in those moments and we break it down. We break the thoughts down. We break down what exactly was happening. And of course there's something behind the symptoms. It's not just yeah. right. As and I'm saying the physical symptoms that have already been checked out by a doctor and that they're okay, right? Because like you said before, if you're ever feeling something physical and you haven't been to a medical doctor to check it out, 1000% do that first, always. But if you've had the heart check, the heart scan, you know, all the things and you're 
still continually going back to the doctor and you are feeding off of that reassurance, that won't ever help. Continually, it's, yeah, continually going to the doctor for reassurance will only send you down a path of realizing that the doctor relieves your anxiety. And so I went down that path. So when I was so worried about my heart, I got my heart checked out. I went to the doctor. Doctor's like, you're fine. He even wrote on a sticky note, Taylor's heart is fine. (laughs) because I would not believe him. And then I went back to him maybe two times. And then after those two times, I remember coming home and being like, mom, I think my heart is okay. And I feel fine. And then the next week it was my brain. And then I was back at the doctor for a CT scan and something else. And you know, the reassurance was helping my anxiety, but that doesn't help you get out of anxiety long-term. Like you'll just keep finding another symptom. And we're going to get into into that a lot more when we talk about health anxiety. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's as far as being diagnosed with like illness, anxiety disorder, that's one of the criteria is needing that Mm -hmm. reassurance, um, from doctors or it's the complete opposite and being completely scared of doctors and not going ever. So it's, I, I did that phase too. Yeah. That was my so, beginning phase. Right. Um, it's like the second you uh, take the leash off and you actually go, you're like, wow, that, that felt good leaving yeah. that office. It's almost like uh, doing drugs maybe. Uh, like like when someone does a drug, they feel good, maybe. but it's not good for them. Oh my gosh. Right. Oh, I know what you mean. It's yeah. like you're getting like a rush or something. Yes. You yeah. You're like- For sure. I'm like, I'm like, not uh, really sure what drugs are like, but- No, like you get the rush and then, but it's not helping you. Right now. For sure. You're just looking for some type of release, right? Because you're in so much pain and you just want something. You don't want to feel the way you've been feeling for so long. You just want something else to change. I get it. Um, So going back to the question, I never- Can you repeat the question again? So it says, anxiety symptoms are new to me. It's so overwhelming and feels awful. Will this ever be over? And the, the answer- for, in my opinion, is yes, it can be because I have not had a physical anxiety symptom that I used to struggle with in four years. I truly have not had a panic attack. Um, so I think it is possible. I, I think, I do I think you can heal 100% from anxiety? I don't think anybody in this world 100% has no anxiety. Yeah. You, so, and this was kind of part of one of the questions I got was, can it be cured? And the truth is, um, anxiety, how it's defined, it's really not, I don't know if, if someone finds a definition for the exact of anxiety, please message me or post it on our anxiety checks. But, um, here's the thing. Anxiety is sort of like a debilitating worry and constant fear. Now there's criteria that that is in the DSM, that's for a generalized anxiety disorder, phobia, social anxiety disorder, different criteria that, that creates those that, of course. Um, but the, the fact is, like I said before, worry is an emotion. Okay. And fear is an emotion. Every single person experiences worry and fear in their lifetime. Some people might not ever have it in, in a debilitating way, which I would love to know those types of people, please. I'd love to be you for my fiance. We need to get him on here one day. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, for sure. No, I would love to hear his perspective because, but, but he still has felt scared and worried in his life, but it hasn't gone to a point where it's been so debilitating for him. It has for us when we constantly, it stays with us. We, it's almost like you're um, very hypervigilant just all the time waiting for the next thing to happen. And that's when it really be, when it's interfering with your daily functioning, like that's when it really becomes a problem. But you're always going to have the emotion of worry and fear, but how to manage that, that's where the struggle comes in. It's how to manage it and may not have it consume you when you are faced with life adversity and know that you can get through it. And it's not even just about okay, I'm panic attack free, which is amazing. But there's people with generalized anxiety that never even had a panic attack. They just always generally feel like they're in this state of constant fight or flight. And so, so there is a way to manage that too and come, come out of that. And it's very individualized, looks different for everybody. Um, but 
No, there is no magic pill that you're going to take that's going to take thoughts out of your brain or take the worry and emotion feeling out of your body. We actually need fear and we need worry to protect ourselves from things that are actually dangerous. That's why we've had them. And back in the caveman days, that's we had to preserve ourselves. Um, We had to fight a lot. So we needed to have that in order to know automatically what to do in dangerous situations. So can it, so when I hear the word cure, when I think of the word cure, I think of like never having it again, right? Like someone's cured from a cancer or, or something, right? They don't have anything in them that has it anymore. I've never seen it in my lifetime. I've never heard about it or read about it. If anyone wants to maybe educate me, I'd love to hear it. I'm open, but I personally think that it's a journey in your life that can 1000% be managed. You can live a fulfilling and and content life while maybe having some anxious moments, but I don't think it has to define you. I think you can learn to manage your panic attacks and find a support system that helps you through it. And it's totally possible. I agree. I, I that's Cure means 100% gone. So it's, and that shouldn't be the first question you ask in your healing. Like, um, that's something that when you struggle with anxiety, you want control over. I want control to know that I will get to the end, but it's like, you can't focus on the end point. We have to focus on today and today might just be trying today might not be today not, might not be the change of your life. You're not going to wake up in the morning and be like, I'm panic attack free. And I didn't wake up one morning like, oh, no panic attacks day one. Like it just over time, I was like, wow, I haven't had a panic attack in a while. Wow. My symptoms are slowly starting to go away. And the thing is my symptoms stayed for a while. Your body is, think about a habit. You take 30 days to build a habit. So think about all the years you've had panic attacks and anxiety. Your body has learned to feel all that you feel. So it takes a while for your body to unlearn, just like it took a while for your body to learn. And so even when I wasn't having panic attacks for a while, I was getting those symptoms and I was just like, geez, this is weird, but like it'll pass. And I kept telling myself that I was like, I'll get better. It'll pass. And I kept putting in the work. I didn't just say, oh, I'm panic attack free. And then I stopped. Right. Right. You know? Yes. Yeah. Like we're bring it full circle, Taylor. I love it. Back to (laughs) habits, right? Back to daily habits that we need to create and keep in our life and continue to do in order to create um, a a lifestyle that is calming and that's peaceful. Not to say that things aren't going to happen in your life that we can't control. There's things that happen that are going to create sadness and that are going to create fear, but we might be able to handle it in a a better way, you know? Um, well, I loved the Q and a, we didn't really get to that as many as we wanted, but I, we're going to keep doing this. I mean, you guys, we're going to keep, we're going to keep, um, answering your questions for sure. Um, also getting some feedback on topics you want. I know we mentioned a couple that were, that are already in the making today that we're going to do. Um, but I loved this episode and yeah. And and make sure you like leave us a comment because it truly makes our day. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you listen on iTunes, it'd be really nice to have a little comment and response to us because I think it really helps kind of get an idea of where you guys, what you guys like and maybe even don't like. That's okay too. We're perfectionists. We need it. (laughs) Yes. No, we are not. Stop it. (laughs) Not. I don't like that. Um, All right. Well. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah. Do you want to leave them a tip or like a... Oh, my gosh. Yes. The healing... T- well, honestly, I, ba- I I forgot about my healing tip was piggybacking off the tips that I had for um, the daily tips because I was uh-huh. going to say, and I know that not everyone has either tried yoga or is maybe thinking they have tried it and they're like, oh, this is so annoying, but I am still such a huge advocate of yoga. I love it. It has changed my life, honestly, with helping connect my breathing to my body. And the breath is so important because 
when you think about panic, the first thing you'll want to do, your, your heart starts, like the first thing you want to do is to slow down your breathing, right? So the two people that I told you about earlier with yoga, they are 1000% the best on YouTube that focus on breathing and movement together. And it's Boho Beautiful and Yoga with Adrian and Yoga. And those are my two tips that I would highly encourage you to try both of them on YouTube. Boho Beautiful and Yoga with Adrian. Again, not sponsored. You know what? But if you want to, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think I'm going to try it out too. Yes. Oh, good. Tell me what you think. They have. Yeah. They and have so if you've tried yoga before, like you never know. Try it again. You might be in a different season of life. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 hard. It's not. It's it's definitely a practice. That's why they call it a practice. You have to practice it. And remember, like your brain, I mean, is like a muscle, like any other muscle in your body. And so, in order to strengthen it, you literally have to practice things like over and yeah. over. So those are my tips. Awesome. Yoga, yeah. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hi, healers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Anxiety Chicks with Taylor and I. As always, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me, Allison Sepinera, as the Anxiety Healer and Taylor as health underscore anxiety. And as always, you can check out the Anxiety Healing School. I just dropped a new course called When Panic Attacks, Triggers That Create Fear and How to Overcome Them, all about overcoming your anxious triggers and finding more awareness on what contributes to your anxious thoughts and giving you all the tools on how to overcome them. Uh, It's a self-paced course, and if there's any struggle with finances, there's a payment plan available as well, so go to theanxietyhealingschool.com to check that out, and as always, go to peakofpanic.com to check out updates about Taylor's blog and her journal she's coming out with. Thanks, everyone. Happy healing. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.